Hello, friends and patrons. This is the B-side of DPS for this week. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Joining me, as always, on the microphone is my amazingly and logical yet uh, socialist-oriented <laughs> co-host, Ben Burgess. Adam. Was that accurate? Uh, are, are you a, a logical uh, and yet – and yet? Is it necessary <laughs> to make that caveat when we talk about someone – who specializes uh, in logic. Have you busted the mold sufficiently where we can just <laughs> leave that little asterisk out for now? Oh, uh, man, I hope so. Because uh, that is a hell of a thing to concede to the right wing. Yeah, I agree. The, I agree. The, the, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, no. You know, they like like to think about making good arguments, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, God, you know, I was just thinking about uh, – it's fucked up. I um, that like when I was like first starting to write, um, you know, my new book, uh, the canceling comedians while the world burns. Uh, I, I'd um, and I'd like written like the first part to like submit as a proposal or whatever. I was actually like a little bit worried that by the time it came out, there was part of me that was like, well, you know what? Like by the time this book comes out like Bernie Sanders might be president of the United States. Uh, there's probably, you know, going to be, you know, big influx people into DSA, et cetera. Like writing a book about how the left like fucks up, like right now, like might just seem, man, what is that guy talking about? Like, you know, the, the... <laughs> yeah. How, how'd that turn out though? Yeah. Yeah. It turns out I didn't need to worry. Yeah, a lot of a lot of us were hand wringing like in, in in various directions, right? Like you know, like things could have like things could have uh, like swung wildly in one direction or the other, right? No matter what you said in that moment, and it's funny like now you have all these people like as they always do, like tripping over their own dicks to try to like show and demonstrate like beyond you know you know any doubt that they were always right about you know where exactly we are i knew this was coming i always said it oh shut the fuck you didn't know anything things could have swung wildly in any direction yeah i mean i don't know nobody look you know in in 2015 when bernie sanders came out to give his um uh (laughs) you know well sort of a press conference to announce that he was running the first time like i think it was like literally he went out like on like a senate lunch break and like um and he talked to like five reporters, you know, like <laughs> took like a sheet of paper out of his pocket, you know, yeah. it's like all folded up to, you know, say. He had some you know, pastrami he like on the, on the corner of his mouth, you know, from his lunch uh, still at that point. <laughs> Very unceremonious. This was going to like be a thing that like redefined politics for the next five years. Oh, I did. I uh, saw it coming and I can show you the tweets. <laughs> I'm going to give you a 20 tweet storm, 20 tweet tweet storm. Uh, with screen caps, I got receipts, motherfucker. You know, no, yeah, no, we don't yeah. need any of that. Uh, we, we need way less of that on the left right now. We need we need we, a way yeah, we, less. I told you so's, and this is how we always yeah. things always go. And I knew it was going to end up just like this. We need a lot less of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I your humility, Ben Burgess. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, look, anybody can not on Twitter because I delete old tweets because you know we we live in a hellscape, but. Um, but, you know, anybody who wants to on Facebook can just, like, do some searches of my timeline and find out all the things I've been wrong about. You know, like, uh, like I I certainly didn't know Bernie was going to redefine everything. And then, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that I thought there was a good chance, right, that, that he would win this time, which in my defense, so did everybody else. 
like, you know, the whole mainstream discussion in the media for months was entirely about, oh, of course, Bernie is going to show up at the convention with at least a plurality. That much goes without saying, right? But then, like, what should be the response when that plurality happens? And, uh, <laughs> you know, I certainly didn't know that uh, that I was going to spend months not going outside. So there we go. Right. I mean, it's like you know, the people who now say this is off the cuff. We're just riffing patrons. Like, so, you know, th- these are not like well-defined like takes. Don't don't come at us, bro, is what I'm saying. But like, you know, the people now who are like, oh, I can't believe anyone ever thought that he was actually going to win. It's like really what you're doing is you're you're vastly overestimating, overstating like the power and the coherency and the skill of our ruling political elites. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've like, don't, don't get it. Don't get it twisted just because they were able to, you know, sideline Bernie Sanders at the 11th hour with these, yeah. th- these little trickeration, you know, methods, you know, pre and post South Carolina. Uh, it, that doesn't mean that they're, they're not still a bunch of bumbling idiots, you know, who, yeah. I mean, whose, I mean, whose grasp on power is, you know, uh, solely limited to their ability to kind of uh, work things behind the scenes and, and twist their the power of their donor class to their advantage. Totally. I mean, the uh, look. I mean, the Republicans, the Republican establishment clearly did not want Donald Trump to be the nominee. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, they they were very clear about that, right? You know, um, but like they're incompetent, and it happened anyway. And, you know, uh, that's right. and then in a way that's still, you know, I mean, whatever conversations we can have about the larger structural factors and all that, and I think all that's right, there's still a sub level on which it's it's incomprehensible that he somehow managed to like trip on his dick and like stumble sideways and actually become a president. Like, it's, it's, do, do you remember? Okay, I don't. You might have been hammered like me on a the the night of the election. In 20, uh, 2015, but, but like, uh, I, you know, it was about 2 AM when they finally trotted him out in front of his supporters. Maybe it wasn't that late. Maybe it was like 1 AM. It felt like it was super late. Cause I was like, I was like elbows deep in my bottle of bourbon at that point, you know, like most of us were. And, um, and I, I needed to witness this, right. And remember when he, when, remember when he came out, um, and the, the celebration, like the, the victory lap, he came out, it was like up on like a balcony with his family. And then he made, he made his way down the stairs, like gripping, you know, the, uh, the railings for dear life. Cause he's notoriously scared of steps. And like, it's just the look on his face was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and in the family, like, you know, Ivanka and like, you know, in the, in the, the uh, Beavis and Butthead sons, you know, like had these looks <laughs> on their faces, like, oh shit, what do we do now? This was never supposed to happen, you know? And, no, uh, and here we are. Right. And so like, I think people forget yeah, like I mean, how, how these things can shift and, and completely get like out of the grasp of, of like elite yeah. control. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's not that there's no like. I mean, of course, it it is true on one level that like it would have been amazing if you know, like like it would have been like a real coup if if um, if Bernie had won because obviously the left isn't very structurally powerful right now. Like that that's true, right? But also the idea that like we could go from there to well, of course it wasn't going to happen is silly, right? I mean, like uh, like that's that's like you know, like like I don't know, like they metaphor i've probably overused by now i know i've used it in a few places is it's like if you know the um like red wings are playing the bruins and uh and for like the first 
you know, the, you know, the first two periods, the, uh, the wings are like ahead a little, and then like, you know, goaltender starts fucking up, fucking up and like the, you know, Bruins win in the last period. Then like, and, you know, and, and then like concluding from this, well, of course, you know, everybody knows it's like metaphysically impossible yeah, that right. like a team from Detroit could be yeah. the team from Boston. Right. And it's like, it's, 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 it's stupid on that level, you know, it's like, like, like post hoc, like, um, like therapeutic gesture, right? You know, as I always say, like, you know, don't, 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 you know, don't twist politics for therapeutic purposes. Like see a professional, they're better at it, you know, <laughs> sit on the couch uh, a couple times a week. I've done it myself. I highly recommend it for folks to get their heads right rather than coming up with these just so stories about, you know, political trajectories and revisionist histories. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I'm still, I'm still using whiskey instead of therapy, but you know, but sure. Right. <laughs> Whatever floats uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this, this, this is embodied perfectly in a, in a story that I wanted to talk about here on the B-side in, in, a, in a battle between in the Democratic caucus, which, of course, uh, Bernie Sanders is a member of, despite being an actual registered independent. Um, he's a member of the Democratic caucus. And um, at least the way it played out in the House, of course, Bernie is now in the Senate, but uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, completely blocked uh, any notion that the trillions of dollars going into some of this uh, economic stimulus coming from the federal government would ever go into expanding Medicare for people who for the like 38.6 some odd like million people who have been thrown off of their insurance policies. And um, instead, we're going to see a, a, a multi like possibly a trillion dollar um, injection of federal money into private insurance firms, right? I mean, it's it's insane. For what purpose? To expand COBRA coverage. COBRA of course is an acronym. I'm not entirely sure what it stands for, but in essence it's a it's a legal uh, provision that in America, in America, these you non-Americans out here will be fucking astonished to hear this. In America and then I believe the 80s or 90s was seen as a major reform, a major victory for healthcare provi- uh, you know, healthcare insurance um, uh, you know, uh, delivery, right. Which is, which would, I mean, what, what is it like? It triples your current premium and you get like half the coverage for uh, a, a predetermined period of time at the point that you are separated from work. And so you pay through the nose, you get fuck all for it. And we, we, we think, you know, we think our, our, uh, <laughs> our yeah, overlords please, I have another, uh, benefit. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it's the usual Rube Goldberg bullshit that you know centrists always, always want, right? We can't just give people things, right? Like you know, you can't have that, right? Like yeah. you have to like have some some bizarrely elaborate, you know, unintuitive mechanism that like might give them a little bit at the end after like a bunch of middlemen have like taken a huge cut out of the middle. Um, yeah. This is because, some straight up like uh, Simpsons, Mr. Burns level shit. I mean, it's just it's so like blatant as to, as to how this is playing out right now. We have an opportunity to place, you know, 40 to 60 million Americans who are without health care in the midst of a global fucking pandemic on an expanded form of Medicare, which would be cost effective. It would it would deliver uh, much needed medic, you know, medical care, testing, these types of things to tens of millions of Americans. And of course the private insurance companies have their backs up to the extreme because they see this as an existential threat to their death grip on, on the healthcare provision system in the United States. And Pelosi of course is lining up behind, you know, uh, the, the ghouls. Nope. Absolutely. Um, yeah, 
which which by the way uh just as a footnote um you know, if anybody else is listening, you know, I I know a lot of people are financially hurting right now, so they can't. But if, if anybody can, what I did when, when Bernie dropped out and, you know, I canceled the recurring monthly donation that I set up, what he uh, what he declared is um, I switched it to uh, Shahid Buttar, who's the um, Democratic Socialist primary challenger against Nancy Pelosi from San Francisco, who, um, because... California has this bizarre system where they have like a like a multi-party j- jungle primary and then the the two top vote getters even if they're the same party are the ones who are on the November ballot so the two top vote getter of course like the Republican party like more or less doesn't exist in that district so the uh, top two vote getters were Pelosi and Buttar so he's going to be on the ballot as the uh, other candidate against her in November Right. Yeah. People should definitely um, endorse that challenge. So, uh, I think he has, he has a he has a pretty long so, shot chance in yeah. winning uh, for sure. But I mean, if no, nothing I, else, just I, just I mean, Pelosi should not be able to show her face in in this country as a purported progressive any longer. I mean, let's let's keep in mind, like you know, Pelosi was like the progressive, like in the aughts. You know, he was she was like you know carried that mantle outside of like some of the much more marginal characters. Yeah, no, absolutely. I knew who Bernie Sanders was back then, but that's not like some credit to like how clued in I was politically. That's just um, that's because like my elderly Jewish grandmother thought that this guy who'd like um, this congressman in Vermont, you know, that uh, that she had a theory for a while he might be like a third cousin or something. But uh, uh, but you know, so that that's the only reason I'd heard of him. But look, yeah, as you say, Batar is probably going to lose. Uh, I mean. You know, it would be it would be a, a wonderful surprise, but very surprising if you won, you know, you know, but I, I, I think that just just having the loudest possible opposition to her is very useful. And, and, and who knows? Weird shit happens. You yeah. can't always predict it. But um, we've seen the state of California is remarkably like um, receptive to Bernie Sanders message. Uh, even within like the party, like the party apparatchiks, you know, they've the the. The kind of Bernie Kratz have done a really good job of taking over a lot of, well, as much as they can from uh, the, the, like the, I don't want to say the whole, the grips of power because the, the party machinery is is notoriously like flimsy and full of holes. But they've challenged uh, the the hegemonic centrists, yeah, uh, establishment no centrists at the party level in, in that state. And so this could be, this could help continue building that insurgent movement inside the party. And again, you know, there's no yeah, taking over the Democratic just, Party, folks. We know that. We're not fucking idiots. Oh, <laughs> so, so, uh, sure. Uh, you know, but, 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 you, but you, t- you take over what you can. Right. And, you know, maybe in the long term that that leads to, a, you know, a dirty break uh, to use the inside baseball lingo where something, something. This concludes your free teaser of this week's B-Side. Head over to patreon.com slash dead pundits and subscribe today to hear the rest of this episode and to double your DPS pleasure each week.